1: welcome back to the flow track podcast flow track podcast at gmail.com is our email address you can find the show on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher etc and on our website flowtrack.org slash flow track podcast i'm kevin he's lincoln we are still remote we haven't seen each other in person for what would it be now lincoln nine nine months
0: no you came over to my old you came over to my old house and dropped over a microphone which no longer works um just <laughs> the passage of time um that's been that's been seven months ago i think so it's been a while yeah it's been a bit mm-hmm.
1: i dropped that off with an eight track player and a sega cd console. exactly those were yes. new inventions at the beginning of all yeah this. at that time they were uh we have the official list from ward athletics on their athlete of the year nominees going 10 to 1. Right. i thought that they would just fast forward because the year was short and just go right to top three, but we're still getting the top 10 on each Lincoln.
0: Necessary. And it's certainly what everyone, especially over here in the United States, what everyone's talking about, who are we picking right now, where we got to count the votes, figure out who's in, who's out when it comes to the world athletics athlete of the year. That's what everyone's jostling (laughs) about these days.
1: However, I'm still, we're still going with it. We're still doing content because of this. So we're going 10 to 1 on both. You made your list. I made my list. Mm -hmm. And now we can argue about them. Does that sound good? Yeah.
0: That sounds
1: good. I have some strong takes about people I didn't really think that much about this year because I thought, "Eh, I had a decent season. I didn't think that person had one of the 10 best seasons of the year. Yeah. Because the way the season went, those people have been thrust into the conversation for athlete of the year
0: exactly yeah there are some names on there that are like did they just decide this in haste and just pick some familiar names and toss them in there because they've been successful in past seasons that's the way i feel about some athletes here but yeah we can compare lists and see where we differ
1: yeah i thought that adding bolt to it just to see if anybody was paying attention was a savvy move on their part
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, he was the number eleven actually. If uh one more, you know, one less good performance from Timothy Cherry, and he would have been bumped by by Usain Bolt, who <laughs> all he's done this year is tweet and contract the coronavirus at his birthday party. So uh it was a tough year for him, but he didn't in fact make the cut.
1: So we go we'll go ten down to one. You want to start with the men first? Sure. Okay. You want me Come to coming at number ten. Yeah, sure, okay. sure. You just told right. me your ten, Daniel- and then if they match up, then they match up, and if not, then I'm sure we'll we won't be that far off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I'm hoping so. I have Daniel Stall number ten. He uh he lost a couple times, which is abnormal for him. Um, I need him to be close to perfect for me to be high on on his on his season. That's just the standard he'd set. Um, and overall, just he didn't have anything memorable. Uh. <laughs> To to my eyes, uh, he did throw a world leading mark, but who cares about that? Um, yeah, he just have not a very unmemorable season from him, in my estimation.
1: Wow, a ringing endorsement for Mr. Stahl. I'll make sure next time you see him at the Knicks Zone, you yeah. tell him that. <laughs> All six, seven, 200, well, probably 300 pounds. There's four Lincolns for every one Danny Stahl. Yeah, That's that the is exactly appropriate. Right. Yeah, equivalent. Yeah, I also went number ten, Danny Stahl. And the thing that jumped out to me yeah. again was the was the losses in his yeah in his event here. Number nine, number nine. I'll go nine. We might okay. diverge here. I went Timothy Chariot. Who did you go with?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I put Noah Lyles in in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he would have been higher if he really would have run eighteen ninety. <laughs> um, I don't know if for you. <laughs> he would have actually done that at the the uh what was it, not the impossible games, but the uh inspiration, inspiration. games. I, I would have I would have had him higher, Um I don't know, he lost like in the hundred a couple times. Uh just you know, I thought maybe there was a chance for him with, with Coleman absent. To kind of like show that he could be the class of the hundred and he didn't really emerge in that in that way now who knows maybe he was just trying to stay healthy and also you know there were points in the season where he didn't have access to a track so you know i will apologize for some of his performances but he doesn't deserve to be high on this list it's just he mostly relaxed this year and just clearly put all his eggs in the 2021 basket stay healthy Run a couple tune-up races, but nothing more, mm. nothing less. So Lyles for me is is number nine, but I have Chariot coming closely where you, where you put him. So I, I can understand that. Uh, I, you know, he did lose in uh, he did lose in that remote race in the Impossible Games mm-hmm. during the inclement weather, but other, otherwise he was he was solid in the fifteen hundred.
1: Yeah, he had one run that was notable. He had the three twenty eight in Monaco, yeah. and then he had a three thirty in Stockholm. He had a 334 in Nairobi. He ran that 2,000, which I'm not counting because it was in the wind and the rain. And he ran an 800 where he got eighth. There wasn't much there. I had Lyles in the next spot down at number eight. You said a couple losses in the 100. Are you counting one of the ones where he got beat by somebody at different heat? Is that – because I'm Uh, I'm only seeing one loss. He ran 10 ten oh four on July 24th. That's the only loss on his – on on the record that I'm seeing, unless you're counting, um, like split okay. heats or split split finals or whatever those things were. But in any event, in any event, forgive me for not
0: remembering the yeah the Joe Schmo Invitational. Not having my facts straight. All these meets, these small meets that they were forced to run. It was hard to keep track of things in my yeah. memory. I had him losing a couple times, but I I thought he lost to Trayvon Bromel maybe head to head in a in a heat. But I could be wrong about that.
1: It's just yeah, I think that's yeah okay that so was different had, yeah 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 um it under
0: it underscores how unmemorable it was though it just wasn't he didn't do any other than the 1890 that wasn't it It wasn't a memorable season for him
1: right and in the 1907 we have to give weight to the 1907 the hunter that you're talking yeah. about bromell ran a wind legal 990 and lyle's ran a windy 993 that's that's the one that okay. I think you're thinking of. Any event, it's not important. Uh, he goes yeah. 993, 1004, 993, but both the 993s were win dated, and then a 1005, which was win-legal. The 200s, 1994, uh, 1976, and then 20.13. I think yeah. you, could, you could compare his season pretty similarly to, to Chariots in that they had the one big performance, yeah, yeah. but everything else was just average for them. Number seven. Who do you have number seven? Let me check my notes. I'm already forgetting.
0: Uh, I have Brazier. He, Same. Wow. Yeah. He obviously his season was shortened. He stopped after Stockholm. Um, I thought maybe he had a chance to run off. You know, some some momentum after Monaco and and it's just seemed like I think he picked up like a slight injury at that point so anyways he did run the the 143 one I believe in Monaco and he was really nice in the uh the friendlies the big friendlies the uh the not so friendlies whatever those were called he ran that impressive Mm -hmm. 335 um but compared to the men above him you know he was he was done when they were still competing and, you know, he didn't PR in the 800. So it's, it's a high bar, but, you know, Brazier had a nice but but not spectacular season.
1: I think he gotten, he could have moved up a little bit. There was definitely a ceiling to him when you have the top four that we had this year, but he could have moved up a little bit if he continued his season. We talked about that, how he had a little bit of an injury towards the end, so he erred on the side of caution and ended it. If he had broken that 600-meter world record... Uh, maybe running a different 1500. The 1500 is impressive from the perspective of, oh, this is a guy who's not a 1500 meter runner, He's the best 100 meter runner in the world. Right. And we're seeing his range and seeing how easy he ran it. But you don't get points for running with no. ease. You get points for your time. And yeah. a 335. Unless it's is still a three.
0: championship or something. Yeah. But yeah, no, not. not.
1: Yeah. But you're we're talking about Timmy Cherry, who just ran 328 or yeah. Jakob Ingebrigtsen. Um, By the way, not on this list. Yeah. I was
0: very confused. I'm actually like maybe they no. I actually have no idea. Maybe there's too many distance runners. There's not. There's only what three distance runners on here. I was very confused by that because Britson had a very na- very nice season. Now he was beaten by one of the guys on this list, or he's beaten by multiple guys on this list. Yeah, but but still, yeah, I was confused by
1: that. Yeah, you talk about overall season though. He had a yeah. a pretty good a pretty good 2020 with Brazier. You know, maybe if some of those things happen, he finishes fifth. But there really wasn't much more for him to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I think I know. I think I know your top four. So I'm curious, six and five. What do you have?
0: Um, I have Johannes Vetter as number six. Um, he had that monster throw in the javelin, number two all time, which kind of came out of nowhere. He went sent his PR from like the 94 meter range to 97. It was incredible. Um, so that alone kind of propelled him up close to the top five. Uh, didn't send him past Jacob Kiblimo, who's my fifth ranked guy, who obviously just at the end of the season here, winning the world half and then running 726, 1248. He uh stole some thunder from Joshua guy which is tough to do in the season guy had. But yeah, uh Kiblimo is my first, or I guess my my last finalist, because they they picked five as the finalist, I believe um so yeah he gets it just on the no i i hold on hold on did they say five this year they definitely should do three five men and five women will be in five men and five women finalists will be announced by world athletics oh just keep making it fun i i don't that seems like a lot to me
1: (laughs) i don't know yeah looks listen i mean vetter had a great season along with that one Really big throw. He he appeared about eight times and won all of them. So he had a good season. Kip Limo, though, did two things. One, he took some shine off of Cheptegai for yeah. top Ugandan. And he took some shine off of and for top Jacob. Both those things are pretty impressive in they the distance deal. running world mm-hmm. right now. And he did both of them. The world half really catapults him up there. But the 3K time... The 5K, which was overshadowed by by Guy this year, was was still pretty pretty good too. So I actually had the same order as you. I had Vetter, six Kiplimo, five. So our only difference right now is Chariot and Lyles. And now we head into mm-hmm. the the top four here. So the remaining people Prestige are, the top four. yeah, the yeah. F- final four here are Cheptegei, Guy, Mondo, Krauser, and Warholm. Who'd you go with for four? Yep. <laughs>
0: Little bit of an upset here. This was a just a rash decision. Not sure if I'm gonna be able to explain it, but fourth, I actually went Carson Warholm. Um I just leapfrogged Ryan Krauser ahead of him. Um I just feel like there's not as much respect on on the shot put as there should be. Uh Warholm, yes, he did run the second fastest four meter hurdles time of all time, and he was constantly around forty seven low. But he had that one performance in Ostrava, you know, the forty-seven-six. Just, it, I needed more consistency. That's what people say when they look <laughs> at Carson. Warhol. Where's the consistency? <laughs> no, it was uh... tough to pick between Krauser and, and Warholm, and Krauser just the sheer volume of monstrous throws over twenty-two mm-hmm. meters uh, outweighed to me what Warholm did. It was close. It's a coin flip. Neither one of these guys is winning, so it's kind of a moot point. But they were both spectacular, and uh, I I essentially flipped a coin in my head to put Krauser ahead of Warholm for third uh,
1: over fourth. I went the opposite way. I put Warholm Mm -hmm. in front, and part of that is maybe I saw the degree of difficulty being a little bit tougher for Warholm this year with the lack of competition. Not to say that anybody was near either of these two guys, but to do it in a running race is a bit different than doing it in the, in the circle, the number two time ever browser had some all time marks. And the top of that list is obviously different when you look at it historically comparing the top of the formula hurdles race list to the top of the shot put list, but Krauser there's still, I mean, he's still tied with Kovacs and then he's got three others in front of him on that list. So, yeah. this is just about as this is about as close as it comes cuz both of these guys took pretty much every opportunity to compete. So you can't ding either of them on lack of competition. Yeah. Uh or lack of participation, excuse me. So uh, for me it just came down to the fact that Warholm was able to get into the top, you know, run runs the second fastest mark in history and did it when nobody else um was out there. And that 300-meter hurdles, world best, I think might be – no, just kidding. That'd be like if Krause was like, and I threw the farthest 13-pound shot ever.
0: Threw the furthest softball in recorded history. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's tough. They both had four performances in like the top 15 all time. I, I it's, more okay. <laughs> it's, it's more of an eye test. It's more of an eye test over a, over a st- stats test. Obviously, if mm. one of these guys broke the world record, they would be – in a different category than the, than the other. But, you know, I guess if you want to say Warholm had the second fastest mark all time and, you know, Krauser didn't throw the second furthest mark. He didn't cross the 23 meter barrier. So maybe that's Mm -hmm. your argument for, I can hear arguments for both because we forget and then they're entirely different events. So it's kind of silly to compare, but Krauser is not just throwing these, these marks that are winning the competition. He's also throwing close to them too. Obviously, in a four hundred hurdles, you don't get six cracks at a four hundred hurdles like you do <laughs> six shots. Well, it would be That'd physically be impossible, but but they're just so different events that it's kind of hard. But you know, he's throwing twenty two five in in with throws that doesn't that don't even win the competition for him. So um, he had a lot of other good performances as well. It, it is completely comparing apples to oranges. They both had spectacular seasons, and they're both guaranteed to be in finalists.
1: Yeah, and both of them any other year probably would have won, as we have mentioned before. But this year you have yep. Mondo Duplantis and Cheptegei at the top who broke world records this year. And that was basically the price of admission to get yep. into this top two. We've been through this before, so nothing nothing changed my opinion. You sold me a couple weeks back on mm-hmm. why Mondo should be ahead of Cheptegei. I said at the time I was going to wait until the World Half Marathon Championships took place because I thought, hey, if Cheptegei, number one, gets the win and number two puts up an impressive time, I'd be willing to vault him over Mondo. That did not happen. No pun intended. Yes. No, it was intended because Mondo does the pole vault. That did not Ah. happen. Cheptegei got fourth. He was off the medals, uh, and he fell slowly down to the mat while Mondo soared much like the pole vault, Lincoln. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's tough. He took a risk, Chep, the guy did, by running the world half <laughs> at, at as per his World Athletics Athlete of the Year <laughs> standing. He took that risk, sure. which is something he may never be able to live down because um, he was really swinging for one of the best distance-running seasons of all time. He still has it, but giving Mondo's spotless record and the fact that, I mean – in reality, he has the indoor and outdoor world record, even though they don't count that for whatever reason, even though they do in other field events, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but Mono de Plantis broke the world record three times in my book. And yes, Joshua Cheptegei broke the five thousand and the ten thousand, but that's it's it's only two, so it's three to two. And then you put in the fact that Cheptegei did lose and Mono de Plantis did not if you want to get into finer detail you can listen back to previous episodes or an article i wrote where the scoring tables for mono DePlantis are off the charts with the 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 uh the numbers they they um they align with compared to what cheptegeist performances align with you may not view the scoring tables with any degree of of legitimacy but i assume world athletics since they made them do so I think that that's going to inform their decision when it comes to athlete of the year. Do you see any chance that Cheptegei could could upset? I mean, I almost feel like not that. Like again, what I've talked about. I don't know how much people care about this. It's not NBA MVP. I don't think it's that regarded in that high level for, for these athletes. But do you think like a, a controversy would would? Would erupt if somehow Deplantis doesn't win? Like if they give it to Chepteguy, would 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 this would this pit the field ath- the field event community <laughs> against the distance running community?
1: <laughs> would it be a historic impasse, a big row, as they say? <clears throat> um It shouldn't be, because you could understand arguments on both sides. Both folks are so historically good. It reminds me, and it's too bad Gordon's not here to talk about it was too bad. But there, was a Bowerman, there was a Bowerman one year, Lincoln, I don't know if you know about this, where yeah. Jerry Lawson and Edward Cheserek were going head-to-head. And people like Gordon bring up a good point. Cheserek had an amazing season, blah, 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 blah. But Jerry Lawson did win the 100, the 200, and the long jump that year at the NCAA championships. And yeah. I know Gordon likes to mention all the people who didn't run that year. But that was a situation, too, where I think you had two people that were winners. And because it's track and field and it's really impossible to compare across events, you could have more than one winner at a time. Mm-hmm. I think so. And some years you can have zero winners. You could have a situation where there, you know, there isn't somebody that jumps out completely. One thing I think they might consider is his road 5k record that 1251. Cause you were doing the three to two. But what's to stop them from throwing the road 5k record i know that's not held in about it it's not held in very high regard and for good reason they just reset the record uh last year two years ago and you know chepty guy did it in a somewhat low-key manner given that it was still no in the in in the pandemic do you think that'll push it over
0: that's a good point. I completely, which I, you I mean the twelve fifty one stands out. It's an impressive performance, not like a fluke record. Um, you know, it, even if they didn't yeah. reset the records, he would have the record, right? It's not. This isn't thirteen twenty we're talking about here. Um, I completely neglected and forgot about it. Um, you, they, you like certainly your, consi- they certainly will consider. They certainly will consider it because it's. Yeah, it's, it was in Monaco, so it's near the World <laughs> Athletics headquarters, right? And they, it was on their. It was on their porch. Um, it's actually four. It was, loops of house. That was
1: a different world. What's that? The course was actually four loops of Sebco's house, his garden.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, in
1: his, it's in his front uh, garden. What's your so what's your 60 second? What's your best argument for for Mondo? And then what's your best argument for Chapter Guy? If I if I yeah, put 60 I mean, seconds I, on the I, clock. Think
0: I, I th- yeah. think yeah. I, I, I would put it simply as one man was undefeated, the other guy was not. One guy competed basically the full year. The other the other guy did not. Um, they were both spectacular, and I guess you could say they both had the same amount of world records. Um, and we look at the scoring tables, and the pull vaulter is substantially higher than the distance runner. And I think you have to award the person who's, even his lowest performance, his 6.15 from outdoors, is better than both world records, that were set by Joshua Cheptegei, so that that would be my argument, and the fact that he pretty much had a full season uh relative to Cheptegei, who yes was spectacular, but raced four times.
1: Mm-hmm. And what would be your Cheptegei argument?
0: Uh, he he has kind of established a, a new. I mean, he's like welcomed in a new era in distance running. Not only did he end the Bekele records and the 5 and the 10,000, which I don't think people thought were untouchable, but certainly no one had come close to either of them, particularly the 10,000, and he, all of a sudden, is destroying these records, you know, two seconds yeah. for the 5,000 and six for the, the 10,000, and he's the poster child of this new method of chasing distance records, that with these this mm-hmm. wave light technology, and and some people might look at that as a negative thing, but he's kind of brought in all by himself a, a new era of distance running. And I think if it comes down to which which season was more memorable. And it does depend on if your your allegiances lie with the distance runners or the field events. But I, I think you could easily make the argument that the season was more memorable for Joshua Cheptegei, um, just the, the records he sought and the... <clears throat> And the um you know, how he achieved them relative to Mondo plantas So I, I, I could hear that case that it was
1: more more of a memorable season for Jeff the Guy for sure. I like that. That was good. You summed it up. You should be hired by both to make their their case. They, they should do the awards like that. Every person should get one representative and they go before the yeah. the council and they get 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 their sixty seconds. I I agree on the memorable thing i also think it matters next year it's almost like they're tied and we should just carry it over to next year and then the whoever wins yeah. it next year because especially when you're talking about memorable if mondo you know breaks takes the record up to 623 next year we're probably not gonna remember this year too much yeah and yeah if somebody else or if somebody else breaks the record in in guys case you just you want to When you're basing things solely on marks and not on medals, there is an element of this could be temporary, and we don't know how long this is going to hold up. And I know that's the case in the women's uh, finalists, which we'll get to right now Mm. after this word from our sponsor. Just kidding. Okay, top 10 women. Here we go. Uh, 10, I have Femke Boll, who probably a lot of people do not know outside of the Netherlands.
0: Yeah, that's that's where I went to. I think, you know, what does it say? She was she undefeated. Yeah, undefeated. Unfortunately, there were two Americans that did not compete in 400 hurdles, so that uh two. that clout Two. Two. 20 yeah, American. M- m- I mean like yeah, like five. Uh her season best of 53.79 would have gotten her what? 5th in the US, 4th in the US. Uh more a second and a half behind the behind the um, behind uh Dalila Muhammad and Cindy McLaughlin. That's that's tough to rate her
1: too high. It's interesting. I'm looking at these ten finalists. You got Bull, Gede, Hassan, Chip Churchill, Kip Yegan, Mir, Obiri, Rojas, Thompson, and Yeshina. So of these ten, you have one, two from Ethiopia. You have Jip Churchill, Kip Yagon, from Kenya. So that's three from Kenya two from Ethiopia. Then you have two from the Netherlands with Bol and Hassan. I don't know who had that, six and seven. And then you have Mier from Great Britain, Rojas from Venezuela, and Elaine Thompson-Hara from Jamaica. So no Americans, but two from the Netherlands in here. And then if you include the men's side of things, I guess we didn't break it down this way. Of course, you get uh, Krauser and Brazier in there and Lyle. So three Americans represented on the men's side of things, but none for the women.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think who you could have even made an argument for, I guess, Shelby Houlihan, but not really. I mean, they didn't, mm. they didn't leave yeah. the, uh, the, the Bowerman bubble. Uh, so yeah, there, there weren't a ton of performances by Americans that could have generated a top 10 finish is awfully tough. And that was obviously dictated by the pandemic. Right. But, <coughs> but uh, it is surprising to not not see a single single American woman in this in this list. Is not surprising when you break it down, but surprising on its face when you first give it a glance.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, Bull is ten, nine. Who do you have?
0: I went with Elaine Thompson. This is this was tough. I mean, this was a, a coin flip to me. She was solid over the hundred, but she kind of just came on late in the year, which I know I. I probably, which I do frequently on the show, contradict myself when I say, oh, they didn't compete late late in the season. And then I say, they only competed late in the season. So, I, you know, <laughs> she, had some, she had some runs. She was a victim of her own success in the sense that she wasn't racing good competition. So if you get to the memorable factor of a season, I'm not going to remember much for, from the season for her. She ran some solid 10-8 performances, uh, but running against no one who was breaking 11 seconds, it's just tough to be like, wow, that was a spectacular year. Um, when you know that um, all the stars of other stars of the
1: hundred weren't weren't there, I had her lower I had her at six actually because oh really well she ran well she ran seven times and frequency was weighted heavily in my picks this year and then you mentioned That's she smart. ran in the in the ten eights I know she started late, but there's some people who you know started early and then ended early for me for nine I went obary. I went Helen O'Beary okay. because she ran – she won a 3K in 8.22, which is that – are you impressed with an 8.22 from her at this point?
0: Um, Impressed, no. That's just more of like, oh, okay, Helen O'Beary ran a 3K.
1: Yeah. She ran 14.22 in the 5K where she beat Sifan Hassan and G'day. So that's like her best, her best performance. Uh, she ran a 15.06 in Nairobi, which I'll throw out there. She ran a couple cross-country races, and then she got 11th at a 1500 in Stockholm. Yeah. So really her whole argument – her argument comes down to a a 14:22 5K where she got good wins over people, but yeah. obviously G'day went on to bigger and better things. And you could even say Hassan – well, Hassan obviously went on to bigger and better things. Both of them broke world records later on in the season. So they're going to appear on this list and they're actually going to appear higher than her because there just wasn't much for O'Beary. So I had her nine. I had Thompson six. And then eight, I had Laura Muir. Who did you have eight? I had
0: O'Beary eight and Laura Muir seven. Um, O'Beary, just the fact that she did beat G'day, that that looks better with age, right? After G'day breaks a world record.
1: Um, yeah. I know she has that. You need more.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, and she... she uh yeah. Won that 3K. I, I don't know. It was two performances for Obiri, basically. Um, and then I, yeah, like I said, I have mere seven who had some nice 1500 meter runs now. Granted she didn't race faith. Kip-Yagon, but I don't know. It was mm-hmm. a nice season. If I think back Laura Mir. oh, she ran 357 at, at one meet. I remember, you know, and so, yeah. um, I don't, the, 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 the nine through like six range I you kind of was pulling names out of a hat a little bit i mean i have tried to be a little bit better than that but you know th- these athletes are not yeah. have no chance of winning it's not like this goes to i mean this is a very weak women's side of the of the bracket if you will there were there were not a mm-hmm. ton of standout performances on the women's side this this whole 2020 year
1: uh for seven i went kip Yegan because mm-hmm. She was undefeated. She ran five times, so more than O'Berry. Ran that 157,800. Uh, she beat yeah. Mirror in a, in a K, so she got a, a quality win there. And I just admire her persistence going after that 1K world record. It's just she got completely obsessed with the 1,000 world record and kept missing it. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. It's like, well, you're too young for this, but used to, back in the day, people would organize their iTunes libraries almost manually. It's like staying up mm-hmm. till 3 in the morning, making sure your iTunes library, they, of all the songs you downloaded off of Napster or LimeWire, like, got in the right folders. That's how, that's how Faith Kipyagon was with that. the – okay. You're not – I don't – No, 22 no, I used to or something like that? that. All I know yeah. is, is you're six years younger than Chris Chavez. That's how I, I know your age works out to something like that. Older? So. No, I, I, I'm younger, definitely older younger. than
0: Chris Chavez.
1: <laughs> just, anyway, okay. God. So so Kipyagon, so who did you have six again? Or seven sorry
0: seven i had mirror and then six i had kip Yegan.
1: okay cool so we had the, that the, we the, had the, nine uh, through six yeah
0: yeah same yeah just kip Yegan, her obsession with the 1000 i'm not sure what was going on i would have liked to seen her in a 1500 i mean maybe that's too much yeah. to ask but
1: all those but, yeah Obiri, mirror kip Yegan, all of them you would have liked to seen more of them, or he would have liked to see more of them in their featured event. I think that's... Yeah, and competing against each other more frequently. Yeah,
0: Yeah, frequently competing on a mirror that is competing against each other. Right. Um. You know, I don't know what else Sobiri could have done. I mean, she... She could have raced more, but the opportunities were, were less. And that Monaco victory was was solid. I, you know, it's I mean, now that I'm looking at it, maybe I would have had her a hair higher, but she just didn't compete that much. So these these women are where they belong. I mean, you can argue semantics six through nine, but they're 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 not in the top five. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's go into the top five. The folks that are left are Gade, Yeshna, Jeptchercher, Rojas, and Hassan. Who do you have? Five.
0: I have Yeshina. I have Yeshina's five. She oh, ran wow. the 60. 60- yeah, she had ran a thirty one women's half world record, but she didn't. She did take a hard fall in the world half championships, which maybe she would have been on the podium. But you know, she didn't, she didn't fully back up that performance by finishing on the podium at the world half. So that to me was like, are you a contender or a pretender? You know, I don't I don't know if you're for real. So I'm I dropped her out of the top 4. She's she's 5th on my
1: list. I put her 3rd. Mm. And she broke a real world record this year. I think we mm. both put more weight when it comes to the women's side of things, we put more weight on the overall world record holder than we do, do. on the single yeah. gender world record. So Along okay. with her and Letsonette Gidey, those were the real world records of the year on the women's side. Because you know Rojas's triple jump mark was indoors, which doesn't get as much weight as an outdoor world record. So I put her, uh, I put her third yeah. just for that very reason on that one performance. Even if she didn't show up for the world half, I would have had her pretty high up because I think you just have to pay respects to the world record. Yeah, she fell. That was a good race. Fifth is a, is a, a decent performance if she would have yeah. helped herself obviously if she had won we probably would be talking about her as potentially the athlete of the year because the yeah. bar was not as high this year but i went with her at three with five i went safan hassan because yeah i, I can You, want it, you want... okay so the reason i went so she gets she gets a world record in the one hour run congrats but Big we don't deal. have anything to compare that to yeah, yeah. we don't have anything to compare that to she beat Bridget Kosky, which is good but she should beat Bridget Kosky in a one-hour on track run yeah. yeah on on the track especially now Bridget Kosky, very good in the marathon very good in the half marathon and this was a distance that was just a little bit less than a half marathon but Safana Son, as the reigning 10,000 meter champion should have should have won that race and she did so that was a good solid race and then she goes on and runs a really dang good 10k which I almost would say was the more impressive performance of the two just because the the weather conditions were horrible and she ran the fourth fastest time in history and broke the European record. So I put mm-hmm. her I put her 5 though because everybody else had a world record that's in front of her um a, like a a more legitimate world record i i guess i should say than sure
0: she did. sure i tend to wait though the 2936 and the horrible conditions as as not maybe not a, world, a world, record? world record but it certainly would have been better in 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 much better in in perfect conditions and could have been you know whatever it was mm-hmm. 19 seconds faster <laughs> Certainly possible, and I don't think anyone would argue that Sifana Hassan's capable of, or is not capable of breaking the twenty nine seventeen world record. Eventually, now she didn't do it, so right. you have to obviously put that as as its focus. I actually had Hassan third. I just really thought that twenty nine thirty six was valuable, and I, the, the hour run you can take or leave. In hindsight, though, I think Hassan benefited uh, in a weird way from DNFing from that Monaco race. If she had finished and continued to fade like she was. Maybe she would have fallen back and finished third or fourth. Um, and we'd be looking no at No points this. for I'd me on that. Yeah. But I think <laughs> if you do, you, you get last. In your mind, you kind of throw it out. You kind of are like, oh, is it right. DNF. So you don't see the actual number of the result. You know, she could have completely imploded that last K and run 15 minutes and be like, oh, my gosh, you can't be in top three. So maybe I fooled myself a little, a little bit there. But, yeah, so my order for the top five are up to three. is Yeshina and then Rojas fourth and Hassan third. Um I don't know. I was really impressed by that 10,000. Rojas did all her work pre-pandemic, which is no fault of her own. But she she she, ran, she jumped 1543 and then kind of didn't do much else. Um, and so I had her fourth. And then, like I said, Hassan Hassan in the top three. I just – I admired what she did late in the season.
1: Okay. So I had Rojas fourth as well too. So we just swapped Hassan, Hassan and, and Yeshina me. as five and yeah. three. I think you bring up a good point. I a DNF. There should be like you got last, like you got passed yeah. by everybody. But even if she stayed in and she got third, but she got thoroughly beaten by O'Biri and yeah. Gade, you'd say, "Well, man, she couldn't even handle Gade, And then Gaday goes on and and breaks the world record. Like we yeah. gotta, we gotta drop, we gotta drop Hassan a bit here. Yeah, that was so. You My bad. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, she has the hour run, and then she has the the fourth fastest 10,000 of all time. But you could see it where if the if the win was more in your face, you'd say, well, okay, she went on and ran that time in the 10,000, but hey, G'day could have done that too. She just chose to go mm-hmm. break the world record in, in, in the 5K. You could have done a, yeah. a, a, a swap there and said she's just as good. So you went five, Ababel Yeshina, four, Ulamar Rojas, and then three, Sifan Hassan which leaves us with the final two, Jip Churcher and Gide, the debate that is heating up around the track and field world. I know at the beginning of the season, we thought oh, athlete no. leader might come down to Perez, Jip Chircher, and <laughs> Latenza bet Giday, And here, here we are, Lincoln, on November 3rd, debating it.
0: Yeah, this feels like only in a pandemic season could these two ever be. Not that they're not fantastic athletes, but when you're not talking about any any sprinters being yeah, in the mix, me. Like no, it's any field event athletes i mean it's that this is only a 100 year pandemic uh type of a top two again not taking too much credit away but someone who just run half marathons is not going to be in contention to win world athlete of the year very many years but here we are
1: yeah not even marathoners because there were no Mm -hmm. marathons to put in there so you have one hurdler in here one sprinter, one triple jumper, and seven distance athletes. That's yeah. what it is for the, for the women. The men, a little bit of a mix because you got Mondo as Valter, Cheptegei, the distance, Warholm hurdler, Krauser thrower, Kip Limo, distance, Vetter thrower, Brazier mid distance, Lyle sprinter, Chariot mid distance, Stall, discus. So yeah. sprints, underrepresented. And uh, on the men's side of things, but for the women, it was virtually dominated by these distance runners. And in a very specific range from 1,500 to half marathon, that was the range.
0: Yeah, There just wasn't that same level of creativity or I guess maybe incentive for the sprinters to, one, have like a London marathon type of event, obviously, where they make a bubble or going after. And there was some early – examples that didn't catch on of going after odd records like the hundred yard. And basically we were bored of that instantly. Um, so the hundred, the, the one hour record, I guess, just held more weight for people. I I don't really know why. Maybe that's just our bias being more distance running coming from distance running background, but the, the distance running stuff just took on or took off more than, than the sprinters. I, I think the sprinters were content to not trashed their hamstrings this season in a year that didn't mean a whole lot
1: when we're talking about people who got left off unfairly like we did with jacob acrebritson for the men mm-hmm. what about bridget kosky for the women dominates the London yeah. marathon was second in the rak half to yeshina and i know she got dq'd in the hour run so you can't count that as a result but she would have finished a respectable second to safana son so two respectable sevenths and then a victory in the biggest most prestigious road race of the year
0: yeah i i was confused by that as well and i she would have been a, it's stupid but she would have been a finalist if not for that dq um in that that hour run which was done i mean you know she steps on the inside she runs for a stinking hour around a track and we're bold enough to be like, you're disqualified. You were cheating. Like, come on. Like, wop, she wop. didn't do anything. It would have been a bigger deal, obviously, if she would have beaten Hassan, and then they would have disqualified her later. But, you know, it, that went pretty much to expectation. She hung with her and then got smoked when, when the last minute or whatever took place. But, yeah, she deserved, certainly, to be here. Um, I could, you know, I could lose Helen O'Beary and replace her with, with Bridget Koski. Well, no, you could lose
1: bold at the top. You could you could lose yeah. bowl at the top, but the problem is if you do that, then they're they're down a eight, a yeah, bar eight and distance runners. Then, yeah. and then now you have eight distance runners, and it's mostly well at that point. What would we have? Um, would that be yeah? There'd be f- four four Kenyan distance runners on here, and they want yeah. they want to have some geographic diversity and event diversity on here, which is yeah. silly because it's the athlete of the year. But I think she should have been added there in any event. Mm-hmm. Top two. Who do you have and yep. why? I'll same same thing you did with the other one. Give me your give me your pitch for both, and then your pick. Okay,
0: um, so I have G'day second, and then Jeff Cheer Cheer first. Um, I will give my pitch for Jep Cheer Cheer. She won the only global title in 2020 i think that should have a big weight when we talk about athlete of the year specifically on a women's side of which no one necessarily separated themselves with a huge swell of performance or dominance dominance not only that but she broke a technically broke a world record in in doing so the women's only world record so you break a world record in a championship event i think that holds a lot of a lot of weight and the only performances she had she broke world record. She also went in Prague in September and had the, mm-hmm. the women's only world record. So a nice, nice run there. I look at Gade. Yeah, she ran 14.06. But if I'm still arguing on the side of Jeff Chirchir, um, Gade lost and to Helen O'Beary. So there's an argument. If if you're just taking her 5,000-meter merits, you could still argue she's not the best 5,000-meter runner in the world. So that puts Jeff cheer over the edge for me. For the case the case is simple though for a good day. She ran fourteen oh six. She broke a Tiernesh Debaba world record. And in the same argument with Chepta um uh, Chep Guy is she's help, you know, she's one of the guinea pigs, the poster children, I guess if you will, for this new era of, of record chasing on the distance side where you you use these lights and um, and again not taking anything away for from her, even though I have taken away from her in previous podcasts. Um, <laughs> If we if we go memorable, if, if if we try to go memorable, I think in two years people will still say Latez and set the world record, ran 1406. And there will be a lot of people, even people who follow the sport closely, who will not be able to remember who won the world half title and what her time was. As far as time goes, you're gonna remember 1406 more than you're gonna remember whatever it was, 65, 16. So that's the argument yeah. for a day but I do think the deserving per- person most deserving person because of her perfect record is Je- uh yeah Jeff cheer cheer
1: what pushed it over the top for me was the fact that the world half was very competitive i mm-hmm. you look at the field and it was a lot of the best people in the world sure we would have wanted safan hassan to be in that race but yeah Perez-Jip won over an incredibly deep field. And I think that, plus the fact that she ran so fast and did it again, G'day really only had that one one performance. For me, she gets it. She gets it. So I'm in mm-hmm. agreement with you on those final two. I had G'day two and then Jip Chircher. Jip Chircher won. Not because I'm a lights truther like you are, but just because I think <laughs> – I think, I, I, you, have think she, leave, you have, it have it to leave. You have to other than times. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. She, she wins the memorable argument. So that's as far as because every half marathon is forgettable. Let's be honest.
0: Yes. Yes. Who's made? Yeah.
1: Name one runner yeah. where you're like, oh, their defining performance was that half marathon that they ran that one time.
0: Yeah, that's true. No, I yeah, mean you could talk Jeffrey. about. You
1: could talk about. Okay. Yeah, but that's a problem for him like yeah that, 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 <laughs> that's a negative that's, that, well you could talk about you know people for a while were like ryan hall his houston half but then he went and did did in boston and now i think people remember yeah. how fast he ran in boston so
0: yeah yeah I certainly yeah. no that's that's a problem but i think it's a perfect summation of the women's side of things this year that a half mm-hmm. marathoner is likely to win athlete of the year um mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the women's side were just they were just more cautious with the pandemic, so maybe they deserve to be applauded, and um, Mm. they're you know will make up for it in 2021. But it's like it's almost like the women's sport took a year off. Essentially, I know there was a lot of men's athletes that didn't that didn't appear, but it's just like looking into 2021 and you know crossing our fingers that we we are going to have somewhat of a normal season, even if there's like no fans in the stands or whatever it is. Um, You know, it's like oh wow, we get. Dalila muhammad back we get sydney mclaughlin back we get mm-hmm. uh as controversial as this is but we get salway nasser <laughs> back we get you know Shawnee miller weibo back i mean i know miller weibo competed and she honestly could have been somebody you put in here as well maybe um for the top 10 how weak it was yeah but it, it mm-hmm. is kind of like the women's sport took a gap year and so it's exciting to not to take away from what jeb cheer cheer and good day accomplished but yeah. It, it it almost this year almost make you forget how good the competition usually is. It just it wasn't there this year.
1: Yeah, I think it just stood still, and I think it was a combination of of factors, just the way it broke down, and the athletes on both sides, and where they were located throughout the globe, and what events they were able yeah. to participate in. Like when we talked to Carson Warholm, it's like, hey, did you want to race S- S- Samba and Benjamin? He's well, I totally understand why I couldn't because the situation there with the pandemic is different than the situation here yeah. but he just so happened to be perfectly wired to do what he did and yeah ryan krauser just happened to be on the cusp of a career year and really took advantage of it mondo just happened to be in a location where he could get to all these meets and really clearly be fit because he's on the upswing so chapter guy wasn't going to wait when he was that good and all the indications were that this was going to be a big year for him and they were able to they were able to build a season around you know, chapter guy, what if chapter doesn't have that same connection with, you know, what if he's not on the NN team? Are they putting a exactly. race in Valencia for him? it? May, maybe someone else would have stepped up and done it and gotten it together. But a lot of that was because of the group that he was in. And next 100%. year, hopefully it, it right. evens out, flattens out. We have a more normal year.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sorry. We almost had a, Five year old interruption there. Apologies there for your soliloquy. Just busted you don't, in. You don't I'm Trying to tell him you don't listen to for the this show. five years old. <laughs> yeah.
1: You don't listen to the show, but a couple episodes ago with Gordon and I, I left midway just to blow my nose. So it's totally far no. for the course. You can you can just get up and leave if you want and I'll just I'll keep going. But yeah. We yeah. shall leave it there. Let us know who is your World Athletics Athlete of the Year. Who
0: are you voting for? Lockdown. Tell us.
1: At, there is a fan vote. There is a fan vote component, so you can vote. Uh, Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Don't email us your vote. You have to figure out how they're asking Uh, you you to vote, which I'm not sure.
0: It's too late to mail in your vote to World Athletics. It's too late.
1: (laughs) Take it to a Dropbox, folks. All right. Thanks, Alon, for producing. We will talk to you guys next time.